The Creeps Lounge contains adult language and content. Listener discretion is advised. Friday babies, thanks for coming to catch a vibe with us. Yeah, thanks for coming back to the Creeps Lounge where we talk anything paranormal, unusual, cryptic, or true crime. If you don't know, I'm Rick. And I'm Crystal. Let's get freaky. So today we have a little, um, well not a little, we have a really good story from one of our listeners. He's actually, it's from my brother-in-law and he gave us permission to use names in it. Which mm-hmm, is, yeah. Which I think is pretty nice too because hopefully you guys don't get mixed like if we say their names but you should be all right yeah well we're really excited about this story um he's told us once before long ago and um reading it again it's just as good and just as you know frightening yeah that one was pretty creepy when he told me he didn't tell us all the details because we were like at a you know family barbecue um and then when he told me he was gonna send the story in i was ready for it and he sent it with everything and i was it was a creepy one it was a really creepy one well as you guys already know these are the creepy chronicles so you know these stories are going to be creepy um this is part know, two part two of the creepy chronicles yeah these this is um second episode of uh freaky friday creepy chronicles i'm so excited that this has been it's just been going so well we've been getting so much love so much support from all our friends so shout out to everybody who's been supporting us all the reposts yeah all all of the shouting us out it's just been so cool we're already up to i know it's not very much to a lot of people but we're up to 100 downloads 103 (laughs) <laughs> 103 <laughs> downloads and and 51 uh active weekly listeners yeah so you know what that's pretty exciting to me i think that's um we've, we've just made like i said in the previous episode leaps and bounds and i'm just so proud of us for um just staying consistent with it you know it's it's been challenging but we're getting it done and i just love to see how it's going and and so far with the creepy chronicles that we're doing originally you know we made it we made the creepy chronicles because we wanted you know listener stories basically like our fans or friends and sending us uh their stories um and so far you know this is the second one like i said and this is the second listener that sent in their story which is great yeah yeah i have another really great one lined up for next friday i cannot wait to tell that story from a close personal friend of mine i'm pretty sure you guys will all oh, that's enjoy right. we it have three now yeah for the next one yeah we got it lined up so you know what i'm excited I'm, sending for them in, you guys. I'm excited for that i love hearing everybody else's stories like you know yeah. the fact that because this kind of crap well not crap but this kind of shit happens <laughs> so you know a lot of us and a lot of us we want to like uh, especially if you're like raised to not believe in that kind of stuff or whatever um we kind of just brush it off and like oh whatever or you don't you, you might think people are like ah this guy whatever you know just yeah i mean up. it's so taboo and it's just so frowned upon in our society for people to just call you crazy when when paranormal things happen to you and so it's become like this thing where people just internalize it and they don't talk about it out of fear that they're going to be judged well that's not what we're here to do this is we're a safe here, place yeah. for that so this share is a your safe stories. place to share your stories and our viewers also i mean our listeners um you know they they are here to they they are here to support you as well because they enjoy these stories they also um probably have even had experiences of their own so that is why i am so comfortable with sharing these stories with everybody mm-hmm. because i know that it's a safe place for you all to share them here yes that's true um but yeah so today we're gonna be bringing you guys a little bit something on uh skinwalkers all right so this one it's uh, the title of the story is called backyard skinwalker and it's and all this is written in here so not these aren't my words 
So it's Backyard Skinwalker from your local white boy, Seth. And that's my brother-in-law, so thanks again, bro. <laughs> Shout out, Seth. Get shit on! <laughs> that's her game. That's a gaming thing we do. I mean, I'm sure you heard of the meme or whatever, but we do that shit when we're playing Halo or something. But <laughs> He's going to love it. He's going to love oh, it. Oh, yeah. Um, so uh, this is his story. To start off with... Sorry, to start off with this story, way back in 2014, at this point in life, I was 14 years old. Perks of being born in the year 2000 is that I will never forget my age. So a big factor in this story is my best friend and his voice. That may sound a little weird, but he has a very distinct voice that is unmistakably him. So that being said, this story begins on a hot June. On a hot June day, my parents and siblings had to drive to a city an hour or two ago. Probably Tri-Cities. When I read that, I think it's probably the Tri-Cities. So they drove an hour away to go shopping and eat. I always hated going there, so I opted to stay home, which wasn't a big deal since we lived out in the country, outside of town. But while they were gone, I was told I had to do all the chores if I wanted to stay home, and so that is what I set out to do. I got all the inside stuff knocked out and set out to mow the lawn. Now in the front yard is the gravel road, which you come in on, and three smaller yards broken up. Damn, this fool got bank. While in the back of the house, the backyard was bigger than all three front yards put together, along with the backyard is pushed up against a huge alfalfa field. Typical around us here. Well, either orchards or fields. Mm -hmm. So visibility into the field is very clear and nowhere to hide since it has just been harvested. So I was back there mowing and going alongside the house and I kept feeling like I was being watched, which was pretty normal since we had about every animal out there that you can think of. But it's different. Like when you feel like you're being watched, you... It's you a different feel it. feeling like, yeah. than an animal like the watching hairs you. hairs on the back of your neck kind of yeah. stand up. Like, you kind of, like, I mean, even if you're a crowd, like, when you go to the pulga or you go to quinceañera, <laughs> anywhere you go. It's yeah. a different feeling. It's like a feeling of being, it's a feeling of being targeted, kind, kind of. of. You like know what like I mean? violated kind of feeling, like. Yeah. It's, that's how I know, you know. Like, sometimes, feeling. I mean, I mean, it's happened to me. Like, if I go to the store or something and then, like, I don't know, like, I kind of get that and I look and someone's, like. It's like that sixth sense. Oh, when I, when I went to over the weekend, I went to go get my hair cut with Mateo. And um, I was sitting, you know, I walked in with Mateo. as a Hispanic lady with her kids there. And, you know, when you walk in to the barbershop, there's a bunch of people. And so she looked at us, you know, probably like, oh, I wonder who this guy is or whatever. So we sat down and we were probably like five seats away from her. And I was, um, you know, I was chilling with him and then I, I was watching the tv that was up there and i was kind of just waiting for my turn but i kept feeling her like fucking staring you know what i mean so She's i looked like, over and look she was staring and then she tall, looked up dark handsome guy she looked up and i was just like what the fuck <laughs> and then i just did my own thing again and then i would like i would look and she'd look she would, and then one time i actually met eyes with her and she just stared i've been like bitch why are you looking like, at my man so much what the hell? No, i was just like you know the mexican nod like <laughs> do you want to keep those eyes <laughs> jeepers creepers <laughs> <laughs> no but yeah i just like kind of give her the mexican out like like what you know what i mean and she's like she just kept staring i was like when i started this and she's like oh when i started this and then she looked away she's like i, I was, got what the his fuck attention you keep staring though like stop fucking staring <laughs> i finally got his attention no calmada calmada um well, well in the back of the house uh the backyard was bigger than all three front yards put together so along with the backyard is pushed up against a huge field so visibility into the field it's very clear and nowhere to hide since it had since it had just been harvested. So I, I was back there mowing, going alongside the house, and I kept feeling like I was being watched, which was very normal. We had about every animal out there that you can think of, from birds, raccoons, possums, deer, foxes, coyotes, and the occasional cougar, which, yeah, we do have a shell of a cougar here. Well, I mean, we've seen them pretty close by, mm -hmm. which all like to stare till you stare back. Everyone hated being in the backyard because of this constant, ominous feeling of being watched. So me being me and the house being the house with a long track record of mysterious things happening, I was trying to get through the backyard as quickly as possible, but no matter what I did or what song I put on, I could not distract myself from this more than unusual intense feeling of being watched. The air itself felt heavy, and I finally looked at my right and then direction of the end of the yard into the alfalfa field and i see what i first what at first i think is a man standing in the alfalfa field facing towards me shrouded in a tattered black long jacket almost like a trench coat but not quite oh hell no for real like, oh hell that's like no like either jeepers herald the scarecrow or jeepers fucking creepers fucking that, that like i'm literally 
picturing that right now. It's so detailed. I'm picturing like a Jeepers Creepers, like that long trench coat, and it's giving me like the creepiest vibes. I mean, I know it's kind of like, you know, obviously it's like a, you know, um, a fiction movie, but it's a good movie. The first two. I, the third one, I wasn't too big of a fan. That first one had first me one was freaking traumatized. Uh, instantly, the hair stood up all over my body and goosebumps covered my skin. Same. The more I stared at this man, I, or this man in quote quotation marks, I noticed something odd. Where his head and hands should be was a black, blacker than anything I have ever seen. If you know what Vanta black is, imagine that, but a hundred times darker. It was like I was staring into a small void of space. Instantly, I wanted to run and shout at the man, thinking this was some cruel joke. But for whatever reason, I could not make myself look away or move my body. You see, and that just goes to show where people say at night, like when these things happen to you, like when you have um, sleep paralysis or you see something in bed and you get paralyzed and people are just like, well, it was just sleep paralysis. Um because you can't move and they're like you you know that happens when you're about to fall asleep it's common but he's awake and he still can't he's move mowing he, the fucking he lawn. still can't he still can't say anything he still can't move out of fear mm -hmm. so what i'm what i'm thinking is that you know even when people do see things like at night when they're about to fall asleep it's not just sleep paralysis like things like this happen and when you're so scared you freeze up yeah for sure i mean i i'm pretty sure we've all been there where you something happens and you kind of just like and you and you end up just kind of shrugging it off because people are like it's just sleep paralysis especially you know? especially like let's say for example with us like ours, I, I don't know if i've said this before but with our hispanic parents like, the way we are with, you know, the way Hispanic parents usually are, especially the older generation, a lot of them, not all of them, a lot of them, you tell them something, they're like, nah, nah, nah. But then it happens to them, and it's like, yeah, this shit's, this shit's real, you know what I mean? At least that's what I've noticed with a lot of people in my family, because some people in my family, you know, they see things or whatever, and they, everybody just kind of like, that loca. Oh, no, I definitely, I know, I know that, because... Like, when my sister tries to share, share her experiences or even anything, like, remotely close to that, it's always, like, it got to the point where we just didn't want to talk about it anymore to people just because we feel like they're judging or they just she's very understand. sensitive to this. There's so, so many things that have happened to her, and yeah. it's, like, I don't know, it's, 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 it's creepy. The stuff that she's seen, things that have happened, like, it's, it's creepy shit. And when she tells us, it's, like... Like, uh, you know, because I've known her for so long, so I know when she's talking serious and making, mm -hmm. you know, mess, messing around. And it's like genuine fucking fear when she's talking yeah, to us about it. Yeah, no, I... And it's so sad whenever she tells me about her experiences because I just feel, like, so bad, you know? They're really frightening. But, um, you know, like I was saying, sleep paralysis isn't always just something that's common and happens to people you know when they're about to fall asleep or whatever stage of sleep they're in it's it, some type of paralysis i feel him, like I it's fear like if you see something or even these demonic things they have this way of instilling fear into you to where you can't even move and that's their that's what they feed off of too like yeah. when feel like that's what they love you know i mean haven't you guys watched monsters inc <laughs> monsters love fear monsters <laughs> they, they love um, that shit so uh it's back to the story sorry and let's see and i know this sounds crazy if i were to hear this same thing i might not believe it but i believe me but believe me this was as real as you me and the grass in the skies i don't know how or why but i vaguely remember walking towards this being and before i knew it i had already walked 75 yards to the edge of the yard bordering the field I don't quite remember all of it. It feels like I blacked out, and at this point, I was about 20 feet away from this thing. And its its and its and form had changed in that loss of time that I could not even fathom how to describe it except demon-like. Oh my god. And, like, skinwalkers, if you look up pictures on Google, 
they look demon-like. I mean, it's so- somewhere obviously when they shape shift, like, they don't really completely look like an animal. They it's usually look like, like a deformed. Yeah, like a deformed animal. Like they try so hard they don't, to be it. They can't completely. Oh my god, I got the goosebumps. I know. <laughs> oh my god, they can't completely take on the form. Yeah. So they look deformed. They don't look natural. Uh, and, and I realize now that this thing was well over 10 feet tall, probably 11 to 12 feet in height. The air felt so thick and heavy that you could swim. I then blinked and felt like I had been snapped out of some sort of trance or hypnosis. See, like a para- paralysis. Yeah. In that split second of my eyes blinking, this creature had vanished with nowhere to run or hide. And then human instincts kicked in and I start screaming. Where are you? I know you're here. Come out, and I won't call the sheriff. No Fucking response. Brave, damn. I know I'd be out of there. <laughs> like, bye. I yell again. Come out now. I know you're there. No response. So then I sprint faster than, than I don't know if I say this, than Usain Bolt. Usain Bolt. Yeah, yeah. I haven't heard <laughs> this, that term. <laughs> the Olympic um, runner. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so he sprint faster than that dude could ever back to the house and get inside from the back sliding glass door where i entered i looked back expecting to see something right behind me nothing i quickly locked the door and sprint upstairs which is on my immediate left i run to my room to where i kept my rifle i quickly make sure i have rounds in it quickly make sure i have rounds in the magazine and i look out the hallway window down onto the yard again expecting to see someone or something darting around the yard between shrubbery still nothing not even a bird chirping or flying in sight, which in itself was strange normally, which was a strange anomaly. I then run downstairs and back out the sliding glass door. I know some real white people shit, LFAO. <laughs> <laughs> once I stepped foot outside, I wasted no time in yelling once more. I know you're there. I have a gun. I'm not afraid to shoot you. Come out and leave now. Nothing. I then decided to cock my rifle and shoot two warning shots off in the air, expecting something to move or run away still nothing at this point i was shaking sweating mad mad and on the verge of tears from fear the presence of spiritual pressure i felt was something only described in movies i'll never forget that feeling of choking while still breathing i quickly decided to run back through the sliding glass door and go to the big window and by the dining table which gave me a safe peek to the backyard i then call my best friend and tell him everything and him hearing the fear and shaking in my voice tells me, okay, I'll tell my mom, I'm going to grab my gun and I'll be there in 20 minutes. Wow. Since I, live so far, since I live so far out, that's how long I was doomed to wait for a ride out. And I have a comment to make on when he came back outside, he couldn't hear or see any animals. Animals are super sensitive to sensing like predators anything like that so once they sense stuff like they book like that they book it so they even like it has been said animals can sense like um a a disaster coming like um rain or whatever Mm -hmm. thunder well did you know bad weather um when they were mining coal or whatever they would take parakeets in there with them because the parakeets they chill and everything and since if you guys didn't know uh natural gas doesn't have a smell to it so the smell you smell the smell that you, you smell when you go get gas or propane or whatever, that's an additive. That's added on wow. into it. And so when they were doing, you know, mining, they'd take birds in there. And then when the birds start going nuts, they know that they hit like a vein of gas and they all had to take off. They had to Okay, leave. so for those who don't know my husband, he loves birds. <laughs> so that's why he knows this. <laughs> I know you've been looking stuff up about parakeets. we have two parakeets and um a conure and he's just completely in love with them but enough about me (laughs) enough about you (laughs) um trying back into the trying back into the house's past i felt the safest place if this was some entity it was not in the house with my back bare and my attention focused on the backyard i decided to go back outside keeping my back pressed against the outside of the house leaving only my front to worry about I then waited in that intense presence for what felt like 30 minutes. Like I said earlier, we had a gravel road, so hearing cars approaching when you're in the back was very easy to hear the crunch of gravel. But I was standing there, waiting to hear my friend pull up, and suddenly I heard relief. It was my best friend's voice from up from, voice from up front yelling to me, Seth, we're here. Hurry and come out front. 
And then, again, me being me, I wanted to ensure someone wouldn't be waiting for my family when they got home later, so I yelled back, Cody, come out back and help me check the yard and bushes. A little silence goes by, and then I make the realization, why didn't why didn't I hear them pull into the driveway? Then I hear another shout, Seth, hurry, come on now. I decided I must have been so caught up and I missed the gravel crunch and I got mad that my friend seemingly can't hear me but I can hear him clearly. So I get pissed off not wanting to move my back from the wall to go out, f- to go out front and I decide to call Cody. As soon as he, pe- he picks up, I say in a mad tone, Dude, what the fuck are you doing? Hurry and come out back. I said I need your, I need your help to clear the backyard. Again, me. What's taking you so long? Just come out back real quick. And Cody goes silent. And I hear his mom gasp. What Cody said rocked me to the core. Seth, get the fuck back inside. That is not. And I quickly cut him off pissed. Dude, shut the fuck up. You were just yelling at me to come out front. I'm trying to tell you, come out to the back. Cody then says in a more urgent and loud tone. Seth, get the fuck back inside. That is not me. We're barely passing DQ. I'm 15 minutes away, bro. Run inside now. That's not me. The chills that dude, I, I got. Dude, I got goosebumps. Like, my hairs, these goose pimples are fucking real, dude. Like, that's <laughs> fucking scary, yo. And like, over here. My and dog, his Ruby's voice. Like, his voice. And we're going to talk a little bit about skinwalkers after this, but he definitely encountered a skinwalker. Yeah. Like, that's fucking frightening. So I shat an entire query out and I sprinted back inside and waited for Cody. Nothing else happened after that. I locked myself in the bathroom waiting for a call to come out from my phone. This time not voices around. Cody then Cody then picked me up with nothing else happening. Just an intense pressure felt by him and his mom as well. Come to find out years later that the house we lived in was built on or near an Indian burial site. And from research I've done, trying to find out what happened and if it's happened to anyone else, was that my story resembled other stories of skinwalkers. Thanks for reading, y'all. Got plenty of other intense, absolutely true stories to tell if you dig. That was... That was good. Seth, you fucking rocked it. Like I like the way he sent it in, though, because it was, like, literally the way he talks, too. Like, that's... (laughs) That's, like... uh, You can just tell how fucking um intelligent he is and funny just the way he writes he's really good at telling telling his point of view i loved it oh and he listened to our first episode remember when we were talking about um the the, remember i said the the house i used to live there and he moved into those apartments Mm -hmm. yeah so he actually said that he he did because he would stay up playing video games a lot um by himself so my sister would be you know passed out with the baby or whatever Mm-hmm. and he'd be up and whatever he said he literally felt like a presence and he said wow. it, it was a feeling of like a little girl like like wow. a little like a little and that's kid. what you saw and me i, I saw i saw a girl a like, girl. like in a robe or whatever but he, like he didn't that. see her but he said he felt like that presence and and then when i told him because they, they were telling us they were going to move to idaho when mm-hmm. i told him he was like dude what the fuck and he told me what happened to him there and i was like oh my god it fucking matched wow that that spirit never left But for those of you who don't know Seth, he's just an interesting guy. He can hold a really great conversation. So just hearing that, it just felt like he was telling (laughs) the story. It was really cool to listen to. He has other ones that he's told us. And, um, you know, I'm sure he's probably going to send more in in the future. And, you know, we're we're excited for those. Like, I'm ready for those, too. I want those fucking That was a great story. So, you guys, what is a skinwalker? We're going to talk a little bit about that. Yeah. Um, according to Navajo legend, a skinwalker is an evil shapeshifter who has the power to transform or possess any animals. Sometimes a skinwalker may even possess a person or take form of a person. The skinwalker is largely believed but is refused to be talked about in public out of fear that the skinwalker will seek those who talk about him or her. Skinwalkers are believed to practice black magic and is a shaman or witch. The people who choose to become skinwalkers are of pure evil and choose to use their power to instill fear, inflict pain, and even cause the death of a certain individual. It is said that the most tall tale sign of a skinwalker's presence is a mimicking of someone's voice, which is what happened to him yeah, that day. Exactly. Cry or whistle. According to legend, you can kill a skinwalker by calling them by their true human name. 
the most commonly encountered they are most commonly encountered near native reservations although they've also been seen all over the u.s skinwalker ranch in utah is the most famous for this type of activity which you guys there is a documentary about on hulu i highly suggest you watch it i did start it i never finished it but after this i'm definitely gonna finish i'll rewatch it with you i watched it um my friend art from work he told me about it when i was working at the pottery place and he told me to watch it and yeah i ended up watching it It was dude it was fucking interesting yeah i i i've only watched part of it i think when you were watching it and i never got around to it i was probably busy doing something around the house but yeah you guys should check I it out i do want to sure. check it out again yeah it's it's and you know like like you mentioned it's right now well right now it's you know it's it's known for all the research hub like there's a bunch of people that are doing paranormal research and stuff because of all just a bunch of different stuff and it's not just skinwalkers like ufo sightings par- just paranormal stuff all around well i wouldn't doubt it utah's like really prime territory for things like that like there's something about utah like those canyons and everything where like ufo sightings and it, it just attracts so much um paranormal activity i feel like that state is just prime and full of stuff like that yeah for sure um but you wanted to talk about what happened to you with i think it's similar to this too so you should share your story well you guys something like this it did happen to me and um it was frightening i can honestly tell you that i still recall this very vividly and it happened to me in my husband's house which we've talked about in the past his house my mama's house i don't know what about what it is about his mom's house that um just from the day that i met him and stepped foot into that house like it's just super super active there hasn't been like terrible negative stuff going on there you know but i mean there's been you know just they're not negative things that happen there but just the 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 vibe and it's not even all day long it's just things that happen sometimes well like everybody has stuff has happened to me stuff happened to you my niece you know she's my she's, sister who stayed the, she night, stayed the night there, there one she night. never went back she we, we didn't tell her not a single thing about what's going on and she stayed the night and there i one made time. sure not to because she does yeah. she would not have and ever the next morning the like she was no not even the next morning remember she she came to, that she, night in the, middle, in the middle of the night she said you guys i have to sleep in here with you guys yeah and she fucking she, she with us in the yeah, room and she, and we're she all told us grown more. ass adults all of us sleeping in the bed but she's like i can't sleep by myself you guys i'm sleeping with you and i'm never coming back well, i told you so we have that one little thing like walking out into the that little hallway there's like the one thing to go into the attic mm-hmm. and it's weird like once or twice a year like i would come out you know either whether it was school or for whatever reason i'd go and just once or twice a year it'd be like shifted like open shifted yeah like and, and my dad never went out there like he, that he, attic he never there's something stored up with that attic he only stored something in that attic but like through the garage way mm-hmm. he never opened that up because he didn't want spiders and shit to go through it mm-hmm. and so when i told him one time he got upset because he, he thought i did it and i was like i have nothing up there well you know why would i open exactly. it exactly and, and to be honest i mean there was nothing for me to do in there so yeah yeah so you guys this happened oh, i gotta say i mean it's not the first thing that happened to me there there was a handful of things that happened but to this kind of hap- matches with what's uh-huh, going on but i'll tell this story because it it I believe this thing, whatever it was, it was a skinwalker. Um, <clears throat> it happened when I was pregnant with my son. So this was eight years ago. <clears throat> it feels like yesterday because I could just recall it so vividly. I was pregnant. It was summer. It was hot. I even remember I was wearing like a long, like a long dress. It's like a pink dress that went down to my feet and ricardo i don't know where he was everybody was gone his mom was shopping they were gonna have some kind of like party at their house like a get together carne asada or something he must have been at work and his mom was out they were all out but i was really tired i had my daughter at the time she was only about maybe like six months old yeah she wasn't even a year old no and i was heavily pregnant so i was (laughs) exhausted all the time i'm talking about I had a, not even a toddler. I was, she was always on my hip and I had this big belly. So I went into the room to take a nap. And before his mom left, she had told me, hey, um, so 
uh, your sister-in-law is going to come by today. Um, she's going to pick up the big pan so that she can make a pozole. And um, she's like, if you hear her knock, just open the door. Or she'll probably just even come in through the back door. I'll leave it unlocked for her. And I was like, okay. I was like, I'll listen out for her. And she knew I was going to go down for a nap because I was tired. So I was kind of just trying not to fall asleep. I was laying in bed. I was really just wanting to rest because my feet hurt. Um, and everyone was gone. And I hear kind of like the back door open. Like the the sound, you, can, you know how it sounds like when the back door kind of opens and closes in their house. Because it's like a garage. They go into the back door. It opens and um, then there's like the garage that attaches to their kitchen and then that you can really hear open like it's loud. Yeah. Well, back when back when before they kind of remodeled it, the door was really loud and I could hear her coming into the house and I heard her daughter at the time her daughter. She's now like a teenager. She I think she's like a junior in high school. She's going to be 15. Yeah, so she's 15 now, but at the time, she was like four. She was really young, and um, I could hear her running around the house, like typical. Playing. Yeah, playing like she would always. And um, I was like, oh, they're just here to get the pan. Good thing I don't have to get up my lazy ass up and open. I was so (laughs) tired. I was so happy that I didn't have to open the door. I was awake because I remember feeling that way. Oh, thank God I don't have to open the door. And I left the the room door cracked because I didn't want to miss hearing the knock in case she did knock at the front door and I would miss it because I, the door was shut. So I left it cracked. So like um, I was laying in the bed and my back was facing the door. So I was turned away from the door. Um, so I, I could kind of in my peripheral vision like see the door from like if I turn my head a little bit and I kind of saw the door opening slightly even even wider and um, I saw like in my peripheral vision like the the silhouette of his sister coming into the room and I was like oh I wonder why she's coming in here and I kind of like you know like crank my head off to the side to turn back to look at to look to the back of me And next thing I know, her face is, like, right next to my face. Like, she's standing behind me. Her face is right there. Like, I could see it. Like, I could, like, just turn my eyes. And I kid you not, I will never forget this. The biggest fucking smile from ear to ear. It was unnatural. Like... It was frightening and she was just sitting there standing there smiling at me with the biggest grin ever and (laughs) i was frozen in fear because it didn't feel like her it was unnatural whatever it was it like took on her form but it was not her and i can tell it was just like the eyes were really wide she wasn't blinking her smile was like her it was a massive grin and i just was frozen in fear just fear just throughout my entire body i couldn't even talk i couldn't scream then i remember just like closing my eyes and praying and praying and praying and i opened my eyes again and she was gone and um Ricky eventually came home and I told him what happened. I was fucking frightened. I ended up, we ended up going to see her that day. And I was like, hey, did you come for the pan? And she never came for the pan. That's just that she didn't. She She never, she just never, she never went to go get it. And I was like, okay, because I, I swear to God, you were at the house. And I told her exactly what happened. She was even wearing the clothes that I saw her in oh, that yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I knew you were going to be wearing a yellow shirt. I even remember the color of her shirt. It was yellow that day. She started crying out of pure her fucking... Her eyes fucking, yeah. She, she, tears were rolling down her face. It was just a completely frightening experience for everybody. It was like, I can never explain to anybody 
like why it happened or how it happened and I don't talk about it just because it seems crazy to talk about but it it did happen to me and I know I wasn't asleep because I was trying to keep my ear out for if she were gonna come by and I just really like I said I was tired but I wasn't sleepy I just was pregnant tired you know third trimester tired type thing you know my feet were swollen I just really wanted to be off of my feet but I like I like we were talking about when uh Seth had said he was frozen in fear that's how I felt I was frozen I wasn't asleep I was frozen in fear like I didn't even wake up after that it wasn't like if I woke up out of my sleep it was just like I I was even praying so like I just opened my eyes from my prayer and I wasn't frozen anymore I wasn't stiff I wasn't you know scared anymore and it was just the weirdest thing and I can never explain the feeling that came over me like truly how it felt it was so ominous and just so cold and well it's like you know you know how the whole mimicking like they mimic voices and all that like I mean they can never mimic it can never be done from what from what I've read and, and, and seen or heard you know um they can't they can't do it exactly so like if they appear like usually like if they appear as a off. dog if they appear like a dog or a werewolf or whatever it's um it's like a deformed version of it they can never do 100 yeah. percent. so like in your case the, the smile, smile the eyes she wouldn't even blink in her eyes were a smile big from, you see it was a smile from ear to ear just a huge yeah. fucking grin like perfect white teeth just a big grin just the biggest all her teeth were showing yeah it was so creepy um, i don't even like there's to a think sto- about there's a that. story that when i was working at a at the empaque mm-hmm. there's this guy told me a story and he called it he called it uh at the time i i didn't know what it was but he said cambia piel which is mm-hmm. now that you know it's a skinwalker yeah yeah cambia that's piel. A, like the mexican word it's for a mexican skinwalker. version yeah so he told me that he said that in his in his town where he's that he's from he said that there was a, a cambia piel there and he told me the story about it so he said that um there was this house that was kind of abandoned but they supposedly they said that Every once in a while, a homeless person would go and hang out in there or whatever, you know, stay mm-hmm. there for a while. But they never always, they never stayed for forever. Um, but they said that there was always like a, like every once in a while, they would see like a turkey just mm-hmm. flocking around or whatever and doing its thing. Well, one time he said that his uncle was walking home from the, from the bar. Like he wasn't like, like plaster drunk, but he, you know, he had a few drinks. He's walking home from the bar and he saw that the turkey went, like was, was walking around the house and then like it jumped in through a window. Like wow. he went in through a window and everything, and he didn't think nothing of it. The next morning, um, there was talk around the town. I, I I can't remember if it was like a weekend or what, but there was like talk. Mm-hmm. People were talking about it, and so basically, the people that were in that house were saying that um, the lady, the lady heard the baby screaming because they had a baby in the room, and she heard the baby, you know, crying. And the mom went in there, mm-hmm. and she said that the turkey had like was picking or, or pecking at its arm. Oh my at the god! Baby's arm. Whose baby was in there? It, it was. It was a late. I, I don't know who the lady was. I got the fucking. But it was like oh my god. pecking at the at the baby's arm. That's and then when the, when the lady walked in, she saw like you know pecking it a couple times, and then it looked at her and it jumped out through the window, hello fast. And then she was like, "Oh shit, it's a fucking turkey!" You know, grabbed the baby and everything, and looked out the window, and she said that as it was running away, it turned into like a hunched humanoid looking thing walk like it, it went from a turkey imagine just a pure black turkey you know mm-hmm. they have the fucking has colors or whatever no it was just pure mm-hmm. black so it jumped out and it was, as it was running away it, it took the form of like a hunched old person wow. and, and, and then running on its fucking little patas it just went to regular like it got taller and it went straight to that fucking house that was up there in the top that, that was always abandoned house. house and then you know talking to town everybody's saying it was, it, it was el cambia pieles and they, they kept seeing it. <gasps> you know it, what that reminds that they, me they of, kept, They kept seeing the turkey. They could never kill it. They would shoot at it. It wouldn't phase it. It would just be walking. And they'd shoot at it. And then just keep walking. And then whenever you try to get closer, it'd take off running. And then, like, when you go, it would be gone. Wow. It was, you know, so, it was creepy when he was telling me. It was, it you was know what that creepy. reminds me of? The story that you told me about the tree. 
Oh man. You need to tell that story. Yeah, I, don't think that I haven't shared. Well, it's not a huge story, so it's not I'll big or anything, but it it does fall into this category. And I feel like, well, I looked into <clears> it. The more we talk about this, the more things start falling together. I don't know? know if it'll it'll. I'll tell the story anyway, but I don't know if it'll fall in there because when I was looking into it, it said it could have been like a thunderbird because it's an also like a Native American mm-hmm. thing. But basically, when I was a kid, I was living in Mexico at the time. I was like probably five, mm-hmm. five or six at the time. And my sister can bow, uh, vouch for this. She, I actually told her this last year, and she was like, "Oh my God, you remember?" And I was like, "Yeah." She's like, "Oh shit, I thought only I remembered." So, so it was you know my sister and I. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were hanging out at my mom's house. It was it was getting late, and then we saw the neighbor kids. <clears throat> they were chilling at their grandma's house, which was my mom's neighbor. And so they had a hammock in front of the house, and they were just sitting there. And so my sister and I went over to hang out with them. And so by the time her and I were there with them, there was a total of five kids, right? Mm-hmm. There was five of us on the hammock. And we were just kind of chilling, swinging, and it was it was a nice day out. It was fresh. And my town in Mexico, the way it is, it's like you literally drive through it. You can drive through it. It's just one road. There's no other roads in there. It's just one road, houses to one side, and fields to the other side. And you can go from like one end of the town to the other like in probably five or ten minutes. Like mm-hmm. it's pretty quick. Um and so, you know, we're as we're sitting there, we're facing towards the fields. Mm-hmm. And over on the other side, there's a thing that they call a pila, which is a, a well. It's a huge well. It's a water's always coming out. And sometimes we go there and shower or whatever. Well, next mm-hmm. to the well, there was a huge fucking tree. Like, I think it would take about four of us kids sometimes, or probably even five of us kids, to grab on with each hand. Like, grab our hands and go around the tree because it was so huge. Wow, was that tree. was an old tree. Yeah, it was. And on the side of it, it was actually, like, it was burnt. Like, someone had burnt stuff. Or not stuff, but burnt, like, the side of it. Mm-hmm. And you can actually go inside of it a little bit. Like a hollowed out. And there, yeah, and me as a kid, I didn't know, but there was always stuff in there. There was jars. There was yeah. flowers. There was pictures of people in there. I don't know what it was. And we, some people would go in there and fuck with it. Like, we'd kick wow. it and, you know, we'd mess with it. That um, was brujeria. Yeah, my grandma told me that that's basically what it was because she told me people would go there and people would see a lot of shit. So we're sitting there, you know, doing our thing and just chilling on the hammock, looking into the field. And, you know, the the stars and the moon were out that night, so it was pretty illuminated out. Mm-hmm. And then f- the tree was on the right side of us. And we, you know, you know how whenever like a gust of wind comes, it just feels really fresh. Mm-hmm. So you felt a little nice, like a little nice gust of wind. And from the, from the left side, we see, like, this huge, just, like, a black mass kind of just going, like. A yeah, mass? Like a, like a mass at first. So it, uh-huh. looked, it looked like a, like a big black thing. And like, what the hell? And every once in a while, like, I don't know, every few seconds, you'd get, we'd get a gust of wind, kind of. Mm-hmm. And then, like, this huge thing, it, it was in the shape of this huge fucking bird. Like, a huge bird. And all you can see was a huge black bird. And you can tell it was a dark orange, kind of like really dark orange or reddish beak. Yeah. And it was massive. Like it was like probably the size of a bus or bigger. And it wasn't like the, the tree. Like you, it wasn't like right face to face. I want to say it was like two hundred feet, a hundred. No, probably uh, yeah, two two hundred or four hundred feet away from us. It was pretty far out. And uh, but yeah, we saw it like go straight, and we were like, oh shit, look! And we all looked like all, all us kids looked at it. And it flew right into the fucking tree. And when it landed on top of the tree, like, it went into it. It didn't even look like it landed. It looked like it just kind of crashed into it or whatever. Went in, into the tree, but like, you, into the shrubbery. The, yeah. Like, the, all the leaves and shit. And so, but whenever it, like, whenever you kind of, like, see the wings flap, that's when we, like, after a, a bit after that, we would get that gust of wind. Wow. So, it would feel like the gust. And it was always after, like, it kind of flapped. So, it kind of, like, went directly into that tree. And it just didn't go anywhere. It just went in there. It didn't come out the other side. Nothing. And we were just staring at it and waiting, waiting, waiting. And then I remember mom telling us, like, come inside already, you know? And we were just like ignoring her because we were like, what the hell was that? And it wasn't even just you. It was other it was people us, to yeah. witness that. And so then we, um, you know, we told her. We, nobody believed us or anything. But now that as an adult, I brought it up, like I said, last year. And my mm-hmm. grandma heard us talking about it. And Gabby was like, you know, she was all, holy shit, Gabby, like, can't you know, I can't fucking believe you remember that. And then um, my grandma was like, you know, she's like, that wasn't the first time. She's like, you know, there's talks that other people have seen something similar. She's like, mm-hmm. and in that tree, a lot of people would go there and do a bunch of stuff they shouldn't be doing. And by the way, you guys, brujería, for people who don't know, is a Mexican word for pretty much black magic. Yeah. Um, But 
I really do believe it was some kind of shapeshifter. It could be. Because there was a lot of black magic or brujeria that had been done at that tree. And if you read on up on the skinwalker a little bit more, it is a witch or a shaman who went and used their powers or their their gifts for evil purposes mm-hmm. and and to take on different forms and shapes and stuff and i mean to have that bird going to that tree where there's all that brujeria being done and i mean even in mexico people will say witches 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 La bruja, yeah like uh, like witches are a big thing and i think we'll do an episode on that one of these days for weird wednesday is um the witches 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 like but in mexico not like the salem witch trials nothing like that or even in here in america but like witches like i have so many like my aunt she when she lived in mexico she has so many stories about witches and she's like super super afraid because she's like Oh my god, it's just something that she deeply, deeply believes in. For sure we're going to bring but, it up, because um, I know that in the future episodes, you know, we're going to do that. We're going to do stuff like on you know, exorcism stuff, because we've yeah. we got several, several yeah, things lined up. I do want to do things on witches, but if you really think about it, witches are like the shaman and stuff like that. So why can't it be a shapeshifter or skinwalker? Yep. You know what I mean? And... um a lot of people forget that there are native people in Mexico. Yeah, I mean, you know, the native people were basically all over because back in the day it wasn't divided. You know, nothing was like, you can't come over here or whatever. No, they're kind of, they were just all over in the North Americas. And so, I mean, it makes sense. Our skinwalker basically comes from a uh, native legend. So, you know, it makes sense. That yeah, yeah. And it's like, you know, human. Um, capabilities you know what i mean yeah for sure well i mean you know just in general with with skinwalkers or anything like that i mean i i believe in things like that for sure like i i I, I believe there's there's other stuff going on and you know like i i love meeting people when we talk about stories like because i you know we meet a lot of people that we talk talk about this and some of them are like they make a joke out of it and it's like yeah some of them actually do it out of fear some of them do it because mm-hmm. things have happened to them and oh, then when, yeah. you, when you talk to them in a very serious like very serious note they'll be like you know what well this this one time this happened to me and then they open up about whatever happened to them yeah and then some people are just ignorant and some people just they've just never experienced but something like that and they refuse to see other people's point of view and it is what it is like i mean if you if you don't believe you don't believe it's all yeah, right i mean you don't believe but but i think all how our are you gonna believe? sit there <laughs> how are you gonna sit there and have somebody tell you about something that happened to them and be like nah that nah, didn't happen to you that's like <laughs> gaslighting <laughs> you know like how how are you gonna tell me what i experience isn't real you know it's it's kind of weird because there's always like it's so normal to tell somebody you're crazy or that didn't happen to you and then for the person to just kind of you know lock it away in their subconscious because they're just too afraid to talk about it because they've already came out and people were just knock them down and they're just like what's the point you know yeah like we have our friend too you know how he casually when we talk about it he casually like he's always said that he's had a friend that follows him around and we have uh, we've we've been hanging like we I've hanging out with him for a long time and all our friends like we you know we've all experienced him and something will happen and be like oh that's just so and so, and like he, he claims that a, mm-hmm. you know, some something or someone's following him around but it's so normal to him now that he he's not even scared of it he just like like literally like one time we were hanging out and we were I remember we were playing the DS, and there was four of us there and we were in the kitchen, and then we were just trading Pokemon, and as we were chilling there a water bottle just fell out of the counter just mm-hmm. off the counter i looked over and i was like what the hell was that and he, i forgot what he named him but he was like oh it's just so and so and i was like what do you mean and then they told me about it and then the other friends over there were like oh yeah dude like you know he's been following him around since he was a kid yeah and we're like holy crap and then no joke like everywhere he goes like he says he's always there he's just always with them yeah i i definitely so I, I, I believe in this people, kind of stuff for sure <laughs> there are a lot of people who are more just in tune or clairvoyant more, more sensitive or something sensitive to things like this and 
send your stories in you guys like we love to to read them we love to share them and then that way we just we know that we're not alone people know that they're not alone in their experiences i feel like it's something that we should normalize and talk about more often when we experience these kind of um paranormal things because it's not normalized enough i feel like i feel like this isn't just a topic or a hobby for us this is something that we take very seriously and we want people to feel comfortable talking about it you know especially the people because most of our listeners are obviously local and so i would love to hear all these local stories like uh, you know because mm-hmm. i mean even nowadays for, like i, I did you ever hear about the monkey cages here around here the back in the day yeah i never confirmed i never confirmed if it was like 100 percent real i never confirmed it. some people say that they were some people say that they weren't um but there's like a lot of a lot of um local stuff that i've heard from people obviously you know because like i said i talked to a lot of friends who a lot of shit happens to them but i would love to like you know bring those stories in especially you know because i don't, I don't want to just tell other people's full stories and everything maybe they don't want to talk about it so i don't want to do that so i want yeah you know i would like for them it to send the story even... or say here's this mind this is what happened to me you know yeah i mean it doesn't even need to be like something you saw something it, it could just be anything like you felt something or you felt a presence your entire life it it doesn't have to necessarily be this big glamorous story it could just be you having an experience you know and it doesn't have to be paranormal it can be like a ufo thing anything it yeah can be, I, I mean, mean we live in a world with limit limitless possibilities so i just really believe in everything i i do believe in um ufos i believe i mean because <sighs> look at how big the universe is like and we're alive we're alive here on this earth you know well i mean i believe i believe that there's other if we're, if we're gonna get into that forms. i believe that for sure there has to be other life forms even of course even that one guy that was in the not the cia but he was he was in the military and even he said he was like because they asked him they're like oh do you believe in you know ufos real extraterrestrials and he said He's like, um, yeah, I believe there's something else out there. He's like, and the f- if there's one little thing out there, there's a possibility of a million things being out there. Oh yeah, and I, and it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be something as tall as us, as big as us. It can be something microscopic, because like maybe we're microscopic to something else, or we're yeah. giants to something else. Like we don't yeah. know. You never know, and the, like I said, the possibilities are endless, infinite. For sure. Um, but yeah, I know that uh, spiritual stuff and paranormal things like that, they've happened to me throughout my life. And this is how I know like that I'm not crazy. Even Seth's story really brings a lot of comfort to me, although it's fucking horrifying. Um, it brings comfort me- to me because if you knew Seth, he's just like a sound of mind type of guy. Like he has a chill, really dude. great Very head. Chill. He has a good head on his shoulders. And for somebody to have experience something like that someone like him and for him to openly share that it really just confirms to me that a lot of these things that happen to a lot of us are not are not made up in our minds you know Mm -hmm. and like i said yeah i think the last thing that happened to me that was really like what the fuck is that was when um we were living in the Rose Lane apartments and those apartments really just kind of creeped me out. They were just, they're old and falling apart and just, they have these It's a, It's bones. a type of apartment that most people who are like fresh out of high school and have babies, it's, it, it's part of their starter pack yeah, <laughs> to move into. Honestly, that, that, those apartments don't have a great rep. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Like we've literally left a barbecue pit on our, on our porch and like he, Ricky left his shoes outside and we woke up the next day and they were gone. They're, <laughs> yeah. They're ridiculous. Like it was literally like our car got broken into multiple times there, but that, that has nothing to do with what happened They me. broke, they broke into the car. <laughs> we're so poor they didn't take anything <laughs> yeah at the time you guys we were struggling all the shit was just like they were just they like, were like there everything. ain't shit here they're all mad like, <laughs> they even left the the you know the cord that we would use to plug in the the phone into our little radio to listen the cassette to music. player they even <laughs> left that there like, i don't want to say this shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah but anyways when we were living there the kids must have been 
you know, they were a little older than toddlers. They were about to start um, preschool. <clears throat> and I was cooking and I like cut open an avocado and it was on, mm. it wasn't, you remember this because yeah. I freaked out and I was like so fucking scared. Um, I like set it on the counter and it was on the, the, the skin part. Like it was like facing up, you know, where the little pit was facing up. facing up. Yeah. And all of a sudden it flipped over onto the pit and I like, like, got I, like I remember you telling me that like it so was so creeped it was, out it, like, balanced for like a couple seconds. It, it was like balancing it, like, on the pit. No, it like flipped over like onto the pit and kind of like you know like it went like it kind of wobbled. Well, I tried to balance, I guess. Not tried to balance. <laughs> I can't explain <laughs> it. It just kind of like I don't. <sighs> It, there was no reason for it to do that because when you set something down like that, it, there's no reason for it to like flip over. Yeah. It just kind of went like that. <laughs> I'm showing Ricky with my hands. <laughs> you guys can't see, which is not Basically helpful. Basically, it went from the skin and the pit was on top and it flipped over. So the skin was on top and it was on yeah. the pit. And, but it was like if, like, like if it you was were like off to the side or whatever. Like, no. Like, <laughs> it went like it this. <laughs> it was on the. S- <laughs> It was like on the skin and it went like on the pit and it was like on the side like that. Yeah, yeah. But why would it go like that? Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm sorry, you guys cannot see what like. There's no visuals. There's for this no one. visuals <laughs> here, but it was weird and it was not normal. Like, I just remember like thinking to myself, like, and it could be something as subtle as that. That is just like one, one example of. Of maybe it's of in my head. Maybe something that you ha- this, you guys you have know. experienced that you go you you just think oh I'm not alone like some weird subtle thing like that has happened to me like it could be the smallest thing like I know that that day when that happened I knew it wasn't normal and I was like that is just like so creepy like there's no way like gravity you know like it, there's no way it could have done that. And, like, spirits and stuff like that, they can move the smallest objects, Well, spirits you know? and poltergeists, you know, they, they, yeah, they can get pretty wild. I remember our first, first thing that happened just together, like, that was creepy. What was when we were it? working at the nursing home. <gasps> oh, my gosh. Shit, guys. we're in it. We're in this now. We, we gotta we, share we this We gotta one. share this story. So, we, were, we were wanting to share it for another day, but, Ricky, you tell this you guys this one we both we know we're not crazy because it happened to us and we both heard it so crystal and i were both working together it was you know a little thing about this was that you know we both applied together they interviewed us together and they got got us a job together (laughs) same schedule and we were living in tushi driving an hour up well 45 minutes into town to work and you know uh we were shorthanded and we would work from 2 p.m to 10 p.m we're mm-hmm. shorthanded they're like yo can you guys work overnight we're like are you kidding me that like, we need you, if you can't help us out for a few days we're like sure fine we'll do it you know and so they let us basically work from 2 p.m to 6 a.m for like the next three days in a row and one of those nights i, I can't remember exactly which one but one of those nights uh, we had a client there that she was always scooting on her on her uh, wheelchair. She was just scooting and scooting, you know. She never yeah. she, she didn't talk too much, but she was always scooting on there. And um, on Sundays they would have like a like a church service, mm-hmm. and um, she would always play the piano. Mm-hmm. We had two pianos in the place. It was one by the entrance and one over there by like the the kitchen area. And the one over by the entrance was just you know on the on the carpet. Yeah. And the one over by the kitchen area, there, it was like on top of this platform. It was really so, beautiful. Like it was like illuminated. Like yeah. there was lights hitting it. And, it, and the it, kitchen and was dark, so it was one. like the only light in that area. I think so they only used the that piano. one. I remember they used it only for like um, holidays or special occasions. But it was really uh, nice you one. would have to climb some steps to get up yeah, there like to that piano. There. there was a platform. And so you know, Chris and I were chilling at the uh, at the nurses station just. Yeah, we we're just during the night. On, during the night, I mean, we would tell scary stories too. Remember, because we were like, yeah. "Oh my god, imagine if you hear something." Because it was a nursing home; everyone's passed out. And uh, this nursing home. This is home? just one thing that happened to like over lots of stuff that we saw and heard and talked to other uh, yeah. workers that shit happened to them. You guys gotta remember. Oh my god, this nursing home, and I got just got the, <laughs> I got the goosebumps again. This nursing home, like, it's massive, but 
one whole side of the nursing home is completely empty. Yeah, there was no residents over there. And locked off. There's like, no residents over there. Yeah, they didn't have any residents. They, they they just didn't have enough people to fill the well, rooms. Well, even during the day when we were like, the, the janitor was like, you want to see it? We're like, sure. And we went over there. It's during the creepy. day, it was so creepy. And he was yeah. always over there working by himself. Yeah, it was like, so that. creepy. Well, anyways... um. So this lady, you know, she was a piano lady or whatever, and Chris mm-hmm. and I were just chilling, and it was like two, three in the morning. It was late, and we're just making, trying to day go past and whatever, telling we were stories, so tired and doing our too. thing. And then we heard the piano kind of like, kind of when you're like when someone's about to test the piano a little bit, and then mm-hmm. we stopped talking and looked at each other like, what the fuck was that? And then we kind of like stayed very quiet, wanted to ignore it, but we stayed mm-hmm. very quiet. And then it, and then it was more Started more playing. actually playing, like something was like playing. a tune. And so we're like, what the fuck? And we're like, oh, so-and-so, you know, she's, yeah. fucking, she's probably up there playing or whatever. We're like, we need to go to bed. So, you know, we walk over there. In our minds, she's playing the piano. Yeah. And as we're walking closer and closer and closer. We could still hear it, you can, too. Yeah, because it, it, it was literally coming from that piano. Yeah. And so as we're walking, it was getting closer and closer. And then it, ha- it has, like, a curve, kind of. When we start hitting the curve, it, it kind of, like, stopped. And then we kept going. So we we're like, oh, she probably heard us. And we start walking fast and we go. She's not there. She's nowhere in fucking sight. And it's it, empty, we noticed, dead silent. We noticed that there was a platform and we're like, she doesn't walk. Yeah. So There's like, no the way she could have gotten up there. And uh, everything everything Even? is locked. Everything is, all the doors are locked. Everything, the alarm was set. Everything was, you know, done. And mm-hmm. so we, remember we were like, nah like it was her we have to so we we went upstairs to go check because her room was upstairs yeah so we even went as the far only as way that she can get down if and like again she's the only one that can play the piano and from all the residents and the only way she can get down there was through the elevator mm-hmm. so it never dinged to open or nothing like that mm-hmm. so we went up the stairs into her room and we opened the, the doors quietly and she was passed out we all tried on the side passed out and you and I remember we we were fucking terrified. I had to go. We I went home. She I, left me. No, I didn't leave you. We <laughs> went home. We because remember no we didn't no we didn't no leave. the morning guy came the guy that was we were gonna have to stay for longer and we're like we can't do this we're not we're tired. Oh, he and should we open. He should leaving. open our earlier to yeah. count because we had to count the, the the narcs. But we were supposed to stay a little bit longer know, and we were help. like we had to help with breakfast. But while he got stuff yeah ready. we were like we're so tired because. I mean, in our defense, we were tired, so no, we sh- we should have had the, day, the, the right to that, go home. The day you left me was the day that they made you leave. Remember that she, they were finding like, oh, you guys can't uh, at night. You only one of you guys, and then they made you leave. Remember that yeah, night? Yeah, yeah. And I was like, fuck. But uh, what I was gonna say was that we ended up going home because we were so frightened because of that that happened to us. But not only that, you guys. Like, we wanted it to be her so bad that <laughs> we went up to her room to check that she was in there We're still. Like, it has to be her. But if you're thinking about this in a logical in a logical way, there's no way she could have gotten from the piano all the way up into the elevator to her room. Her room was, like, towards the end of the hall upstairs in her bed in that amount of time even She's, if it was she somebody was that was even if, even if it was someone that walked even if it was somebody healthy running we would have heard the elevator but this she would scoot so slowly in her wheelchair she never used her hands it was always her feet it she was always her feet she wouldn't like because she didn't have the strength in her arms to like push the wheels so she would just scoot with her little feet but there's no way she would have made it up there. Me and Ricky were just really trying to, in our minds, make it find a way find to a make it rational, just logical. But we can never explain why that happened to this day. Mm-hmm. It was like they were like playing the kind of like testing it out. Like it was like whatever. Like I'm like just trying a, to make like the piano. <laughs> like just a couple of times, like kind of testing, testing, just testing. And you then, know how and then it they started sound. playing, and we're like, oh, and shit. then a, a tune came out. Yeah. And we're like, it's probably her, you know. Um, she played the pl- the piano very beautifully. And um, when we got there, we could see the piano. We could like see it off in the in like even 
even when we turned the corner, we could see it and it was still playing. There was nobody there. Well, as soon as we turned the corner, like we 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 were barely when we barely saw it. Like we, I remember it we had barely saw just it. And it just turned stopped. off. Like it just so suddenly stopped. So there's no way she could have disappeared. And, and the crazy thing, it was just getting louder and louder. Like we veered off the whole Skinwalker thing, but this is definitely an interesting <laughs> ass story. And I mean, regardless, we have other stories from that place too that we'll plug yeah. in when we talk about either Portuguese or something because yeah. there's there's some other stories that happened to us over there and to workers that were there that i would like to mm-hmm. share but those are going to be yeah, obviously for future episodes because yeah, i don't want to veer off episodes, too much even if there's stories that we'll retell for you guys um just for the sake of it going with the theme of our episode or if you guys have for example like you know um if you guys if there's something you guys want to want us to talk about a cryptic creature yeah message anything us. like that let us know you know you guys know our, our handles so yeah. you guys can um message us on instagram twitter um we would be more than happy to take suggestions like we we're always so excited to hear from you guys and if it's a full story though go ahead and send it to the email so we can yeah. get the full deets all the deets you can give to us so we can provide a good so a, for a good story so for those of you who are wondering um you're new to this podcast or or to to the creeps lounge if you are interested in sending a story in for freaky friday you would have to email us at thecreepslounge at gmail.com. And if you're interested in following us on Instagram, Twitter, or TikTok, it is at thecreepslounge. Um, so those are our handles in case anybody is interested in sending a story, um, giving suggestions, or even just shouting us out or liking or viewing our content i post on there you know back to back almost daily so um we're looking forward to just providing even more great content for you guys hopefully i could provide some information on the skinwalkers and stuff like that on the um instagram page that we have um but is there anything that you want to add um i don't think so i think we we've covered everything today and more but you guys we just love to thank you for sitting here and kicking it with us my coffee Um, my coffee went away and i was actually we're gonna be doing probably like another hour and a half of you know putting this together and everything so because we like to make sure that you know it comes out the day of but we also like to have it out in the morning because Mm -hmm. i know that a lot of people are already working um this will probably be up like I don't know, 3 a.m. it'll be up because it, it goes in pretty quickly. But, um, but yeah, I mean, and th- thanks again to Seth, you know, for sending it in, dude. Yeah. You know, he's, he's a regular listener, and now that he sent the story in, you know, we just added more to our show, which is great. And that is a wrap, everybody. Thank you for coming and uh, kicking it with us today. We cannot wait to hang out again for Weird Wednesday. Bye. Peace out. <laughs>